Hey everybody and a happy Halloween! Welcome to the 8th season of the Timeless Gamer Show where the games in our bodies may grow out of date but our gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. This show is now streaming live in our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels. And for all of our archive videos that you still have not seen, you can just still go to the YouTube channel of Timeless Gamer Show. And you can also listen to us on all, on all major audio streaming platforms out there by searching Timeless Gamers Show. And previously in Timeless Gamers, um, so we talked about... huh. What did we talk about? Oh. <laughs> um, what did we talk about uh, last week? Um, we did talk about... Even I... Even I... Even I even I'm having to remember. It's last week. <laughs> Jack Lag and all that. Uh, so mm. we did... Um, we did talk about the... Um, the arcade. Uh, the arcade yeah. games oh, yeah. were mm-hmm. ported to consoles. How can I forget? Sir Joel yeah. uh, suggested that topic. Even Sir well, Joel just let me hang there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm just you know I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for Joel's uh, brain to finally connect. But I really Jump didn't want it. <laughs> but but the fact is we uh, we here at Timeless Gamers Show spend a lot of time preparing for every single episode. That whenever a new episode rolls in, we put all our energy into that one and whatever past podcast that we did we put it to bed and we're very happy to revisit it whenever we get the chance but we prepare so much for every single podcast that comes up that everything kind of falls by the wayside so that's probably the reason why this this is what happens when we do when Mm -hmm. when we do the show live Mm -hmm. stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) so Mm. So that was so that was the uh, that was the previous episode, guys. All of the arcade games that were ported to the consoles. So um, if you were curious about what we discussed about that episode, you can still uh, catch that one on the Timeless Gamer Show, or just by listening to it, going to the major streaming audio platforms out there. For this, uh, for this particular episode. Ah, it's Halloween, guys. Um, almost end of October, almost November. So might as well. We um we figured uh, let's do another Halloween episode. And um, unlike what we did last year, oh my God, has it been has it been a year already? Yeah, um, time flies. Yeah, uh, time flies. So really, when you're having fun. Bit, but no, uh, we did not have the time to dress up for <laughs> uh, mm. for the occasion. But um, for the sake of the holiday. Or for the sake of the uh, for the sake of the Halloween spirit, we are going to talk about the um, horror games that transitioned into the big screen, to the cinema, to the movies, which is brought to us by Sir JDM. Uh, which brings me to our introductions of the panel for tonight. Um, we, you, we got the guy with the uh, Guy Fox mask over there, oh. Anonymous. It's V, V for Vendetta. Yes. Remember. We want to go retro, Sir JDM. Remember the 5th of November. <laughs> go ahead, JDM. Yes, remember the 5th of November. This is Juan DeMarcos of 123 Go Retro. And happy Halloween, everyone. And for the record, I did not have any um, websites here in the Philippines. So <laughs> don't blame everything on me. Mm. I'm just a guy wearing a costume. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the uh, actually yeah you might you might have wondered how how the I love you virus proliferated and that was actually him he just threw the blame <laughs> on somebody else so yeah um, we have him in the house today <laughs> so it's remember remember the 14th of February <laughs> yeah <laughs> That is true. That is true. Well, oh, right. I think I saw, I saw Sir Viraj down there in the chat. You might have something to do. Uh, you might have something to say to Sir JDM. Um, <laughs> right, Fox Day, guys. It's, uh, it's actually a British holiday. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, uh, is it a holiday? Of, yeah. Or, November fourth. Uh, yeah. Oh, it is. Um, well, to them anyway. Try oh. to blow up the parliament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes. Uh, oh. And of course, uh, you know, um, ideals are bulletproof. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love and uh, I love you for Vanetta. I like the movie. Oh, um, the other guy who dressed up like um, um, the old guy from Bioshock. Panyakan native Sir Joel. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are. This is Joel Baklit of the Banyagi Native uh, Twitch and Kick channel. Uh, joining today's podcast all about uh, horror games that uh, we have translated into movies and that we would love to have translated to these series. For those of you who are watching right now, I am I'm wearing a, a biohazard mask. Um, I, I call, I, I'm planning on wearing this for our trick or treat or actually here in the US it's called trunk or treat because the kids gather around in a parking lot where all the, all the car trunks are open with lots of candy in the back. So it's um, a much safer environment. But I digress. The fact is I'm wearing a, a biohazard mask and I, I, it, I informally call it the ghosts of lockdown past. So this is me. <laughs> everybody, yeah, every, everybody is horrified whenever they look back to those times. And yeah, this is my costume for the year. So back to you, John. All right. Um, I feel bad. I'm not the only one who's wearing something. <laughs> 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 well, there you go. I remember that. Yeah. So I'll, so I'll just wear my uh, my bad ear, uh, my bad mm. ears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bad ears for this uh, for this episode. Hi guys. I still yeah. got my green wig over there. I'm not wearing that yes. one. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so yes. um, ahead, before guys. we start the show, uh, let's uh, let's say hello to the chatatatat. How are you all doing down there, Sir JDM? Who do we got down there? I'm taking off my mask. I can't see a damn thing in this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, see the uh, viewers here down the chat. Uh, we have Jed De Jesus of Freemorn. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Timeless Gamer Show. And we also have Daniel P. Dignities of Dandai's Gaming. Uh, he says, Yo, Timeless Gamers, Sergio RPG, Sergio and JDM. And right now it's V. And yeah. we also have Teo Katapusan uh, greeting us a happy Halloween, advanced happy Halloween. And we also have uh, Miss Enslin Porter here on Twitch. Hi, Sergio. Hi, Sergio. And, and Uy, hi, V. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Enslin. And we also have uh, Sir Viraj Katwadia who's looking for an outfit. <laughs> For Sergio, he already had the uh, bat um, headgear, so I think that will do. We also have uh, Dave Scott here. Good PM, mga sirs. Good evening, good evening, and welcome back to Timeless Gamers. And 
Also, we have Carter Ray Mahala. Good evening, boys. And I do agree what uh, Sir Carlo uh, mentioned here in the chat. He sounded like Psycho Mantis. Uh, <laughs> sounded like Psycho Mantis from uh, Metal Gear Solid okay. when he was still re- uh, wearing the uh, gas mask. Actually, I was choosing between that mask and this one. So let me just take this down uh, and take my take my. I'm not uh, doing more guns, sir. Uh, I'm yeah, not I doing more guns tonight, sir. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing Lily. Oh, we can also do this one. But the man So it actually fits on your jaw, and every time you open your jaw, it's it's Move. opening as well. It moves. Yes. That's yeah. good, but it. I don't think that would work with the headphones. It won't fit with the headphones, and I, I, yeah. I can't wear glasses with them. <laughs> I mean, it looks <laughs> so weird with a with a skeletal bat mask with glasses on. <laughs> All right, so welcome guys to the show, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Timeless Gamer Show. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about uh, uh, horror video games and movies. What do what do they have um like what's the connection between the two so uh first of all we as gamers we have seen several um video games that have been adapted to uh movies to the silver screen also in television uh, for example you have uh the silent hills here um actually resident evil it's the first one that i remember that became like a hit Back in the early 2000s, we uh, the it's actually based on the first uh, first um, the game, the first game mm-hmm. where it started in this facility. Mm-hmm. Then the T virus got um, uh, got what do you call this? Um, it was got accidentally released. Yes, was it because yeah, yeah, it was intentionally released because uh, scientists bought, brought like uh, like attache case of the sample of the virus. Then he threw, if I remember correctly, he threw one vial. Then mm. that's where the um, outbreak started. That's where the party so, began. Yes, <laughs> and also you have. Uh, following suit was Silent Hill, which is a psychological horror um, uh, genre. So it's much more more on the like uh, subconscious side of uh, the spectrum. So, and we also have a lot of actually games, with horror video games that got out as a movie or uh like there were several adaptations but these are the uh most famous movies because it was silent uh you have resident evil was a hit back in mid 90s you have three games just in five years in 1996 you have was it 96 or 97 you have the first uh, resident evil movie then By 1998, you have the second game, Resident Evil 2. Then 99, just a year following, you have uh, the third game, Resident Evil 3. So those uh, games were a hit, and of course, 
movie producers, you know, they would like to get some of those um, money to for them. No, oh, yeah. And also to give um, people to hype uh, uh, hype up the people who are fan of these movies. So what? Do you guys think about these movies? Uh, I mean, these video games that became uh, movies or TV series. I would say it's actually not as it's not as common as we would normally think. I mean, the big hitters like Resident Evil, uh, Silent, oh, uh, um, uh, uh, The Last of Us, and um, uh, I think uh, there's there's the upcoming movie. I'm not quite sure if it's out yet. Five Nights at Freddy's. It's kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's the movies that get translated into video games. Like there was a video game of Nightmare on Elm Street. There was a video game of Friday the Thirteenth. There were multiple video games of Dracula, um, of of you know the vampires, uh, uh, video games that that uh, sorry movies that can get translated into video games. So it's not as common as you would normally think. So this episode is not just going to be about the move the video games that got translated into movies and TV series. We're also going to be talking about the video games, the horror video games that we wish. Would get translated into the, the the silver screen or the small screen. So yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sergio? Mm-hmm. I would say there were a lot of um, horror. Is uh, the horror genre is um, is a niche within a niche. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. <laughs> During the um, so, uh, like Sir Joel mentioned, there were video games that were translated into. Um, Uh, in the movies, well, well, at first movies into video games, mm. like for example, your Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, mm. yeah. However, it was um, to my observation, it was it was not until the late nine, uh, the late nineties, in the early two thousand, mm. where uh, there were there were there was a big boom of horror games that came out, especially with the PlayStation One era. Mm. With uh, with Resident Evil and Silent Hill, and then that was the time when when Hollywood took notice, and they said, "Oh, there's gonna be a, uh, there's a certain market for these games. <laughs> Why not translate them into movies? Basically, they're all they're almost cinematic in a way, um, mm. as they were um, as the tech, as the gaming technology went to the three, uh, well, at least very prematurely 3D." They're almost a cinematic, so why not just do the actual cinematic experience? That's why you, we have Resident Evil um, being made into a movie. Which, there I say, okay, if I'm going to be completely honest, they are all cash grabs, all right? <laughs> For the most part, anyway. Uninspired, okay? Ha- uh, Hollywood being Hollywood, they don't really care about um, all they care is about it. all they care is the money. They're just uh, they're hoping that okay um, they're hoping that the movie will will just generate enough income from the fans who knows the game. It's only Resident Evil in name only, but there's nothing resembling about the game that's been translated into the uh, in, uh, into the into the into the cinema. A lot of times, which is kind of strange as well. Um, and this is, and this is not necessarily exclusive for horror games. Any any video in any video game based uh, movie in general for the fans they're just look uh, it's just a checklist it has to be it has it's supposed to have this 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 boom 
mm. best video game That's movie okay. ever, right? Mm. So, I, I, so um, on on that note, okay, let's talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm just jumping on ahead. Uh, mm. Just uh, just a quick anecdote. When I first saw Resident Evil, the trailers, the posters, Resident Evil. Oh shit, Mila, uh, Mila who? Mila, Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Yeah. Right. I thought I I thought I, I thought she was going to play as um, Jill Valentine. Mm. Right. The poster kind of uh, kind uh, the poster the trailer. Kind of, uh, kind of fooled everyone, thinking that oh, she's gonna be, she's gonna be Jill. She's got to be Jill, right? Mm-hmm. And then there and behold, you'll find out that eh, what the hell is this? And and, and uh, he, she, she's not playing as Jill, right? So it's it's like a complete. It was a complete makeover of what of what a Resident Evil game is supposed to be. She just woke up in the mansion. And then so zombies were everywhere, so they created a, a, a such a, a somewhat a different story compared to the first Resident Evil game. And mind you guys, I don't even play any of the Resident Evil games, and even I know that ain't Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how much I am. That's how much I am. Uh, that's how I much perceive the the Resident Evil movie so far. Anyways, uh, uh, go back to you, Sir JDM. Yes, my only complaint about the Resident Evil, I believe they did a great job adding those uh, characters from the game, from the game. But my only disappointment is they added a new character, which is Mila Jovovich's character of Alice, and they made her the protagonist of the movie. So. Who the heck is this Alice? And um, uh, where did they get this Red Queen? That uh, that's the main antagonist of the movie. So it's like then I saw these pictures of uh, I I mean I read this news about the uh, I read this news that Mila Jovovich married the director, the director. It, uh, or was it? I think. No, I think I'm talking about a different movie because the first time I saw Mila Jovovich was in the movie um, The Fifth Element with Bruce Willis. Oh, uh, yeah. One with the aliens. I like that movie, by the way. Mm. And I... Was it Luc Besson who was the director of that film? He was married to that guy. And he was, uh, she was just, uh, Mila was just uh, 19 years old when that movie came out. Oh, okay. Uh, Sir Carlo disagrees with everyone here. According <laughs> 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 to Sir Carlo, Resident Evil movies are fine and dandy. Actually, I, I would agree with Carlo on that one. I've only seen the very first Resident Evil movie. And as for somebody who's never played the video games, I have to admit, It's a lot of it's a lot of mindless fun. You go watch it, you enjoy it for what it is. There are certain uh, certain elements to it that you will recognize from the Resident Evil games if you've never played them before. 
like the the the, the zombie dogs and the the, the the manner and everything so for the for somebody like me, who like me who's not really into horror video games and he's who's never really played through any of the resident evil games although i have the entire library in my pc right now, <laughs> I'll, i'll probably play it in the future when my when my when my wife and kid can get over their fear of horror games I the movie the the one movie the very first movie that I saw was a lot of fun and the subsequent trailers that I saw seemed like they would be they would be fun to watch as well so like if I watch it from beginning to end back to back I wouldn't be surprised if a nice if it's a nice little marathon in like, name know, only Yeah, maybe just call it something else. I would, yeah. I would probably call it Days and Confused too. Mm. <laughs> well, Days and Confused is a, is a fun little but, Cheech and Chong movie too. Way, way but back I think when. Um, <laughs> Sir Carlo has a basis on this, uh, saying that it's fine because mm. back in was it 2021 when they released the. Uh, Netflix version of Resident Evil that it has the characters. Mm-hmm. I think only one of the character which was yeah. uh, Albert Wesker, but Wesker is mm. portrayed by a different character who's mm-hmm. not. He doesn't look like Albert Wesker at all. But um, yeah, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Lance Reddick, who was the Cooper. Um, who played as Albert mm. Wesker and that but I didn't watch it actually my partner mm. watched it even she she's not a fan of Resident Evil but she know uh, some of uh, the lore mm. she didn't feel like it was an actual Resident Evil uh, uh, it's not related to Resident Evil because it looks like a mediocre TV series and I don't know what they did, and this is why, if we ever hear another adaptation of Resident Evil, I don't think I'll ever watch it because it's going to be the same. Oh, let's <laughs> put it this way. Let's put it uh. this way. It's not so much the, the I call it a palette swap. It's not so much the palette swap of the actor. It's the way that it's uh, the way that the production actually was. Previous productions with palette swaps—I call it palette swaps—didn't turn out to be so bad because it's about the quality. Like, um, like the old—was um, it Michael Jackson movie of The Wizard of Oz, The Wiz? If you guys remember that one, <laughs> or um, the old Cinderella uh, movie with Brandy—I think that's the name of the of the singer girl who uh, uh. who who had an an Asian. An Asian prince as well. So it's not so much how the actor is different from the main character; it's how it's how well it's done. And I, I would a lot of people complained about the Netflix series because, yeah, like you said, JDM, the production values, despite the large despite the large budget, wasn't all that good from what I. Heard. I'm not even I'm not even sure if the mm-hmm. first Resident Evil movie mm-hmm. even consulted with yeah. Capcom on how to do <laughs> well, it. That, yeah. <laughs> It's like they made a dif- uh, it's like they made a different story. They mm-hmm. would like to like reimagine Resident it's Evil. Re-imagine. Yeah. Which yeah, actually that, brings me to a question. That's a black word. That's a word of putting it. I reimagine. Yeah. Well, which which makes me question whether because I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, how the adaptation to Monster Hunter was. I'll have, probably have to watch that down the line because that's another Capcom property that got adapted by by the same team. So it's we'll, we'll basically see. Resident Evil with giant monsters. 
I see. Okay. Mm. Mm. All right, all right. Talking about palette swapping. It's <laughs> basically Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6, but with mm. monsters monster instead of zombies. All action pack, all big guns, and all that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, some would argue that's also basically what the premise of Monster Hunter is. You know, uh, large swords, big guns, boom, 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 and you know. <laughs> but it all depends. It all depends on how 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 uh, how drunk you are going into the cinema. I guess. <laughs> uh, sir, uh, Super Noob Gaming has something to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, um, Super Noob Gaming says that Alice Abernathy was a survivor of the. 2002 global T virus pandemic. I think she's referring to Alice, a uh, former member of the Umbrella Security Division. Napanood ko lang dati sa interview ng The Making of Our uh, Resident Evil. Ah, I, okay. I didn't really uh, know yung ano niya, uh, story because I was uh, looking for the characters na yung nasa ano. Uh, nasa game uh, you, know, you know why you didn't you know why you don't even remember that because we were so busy trashing the uh, trashing the movie in our heads this is not <laughs> I, don't, I don't care who you are I don't care where you came from I don't know what the hell are you doing here but all throughout that it's not like that about to break out into in our heads we don't really care <laughs> It sounds like Joy is about to break out into a Backstreet Boys song. I don't care who you are or where you're from. <laughs> I don't care who you are, where you're from. What? I, I don't know if, she, if he's quoting Backstreet Boys or... Uh, how do you call this? Um, Liam Neeson from... Oh, really good movie, by the way. For those of you who haven't seen it, watch it that is a really good be taken but i think yeah. okay continue <laughs> and yeah so oh yeah sir carlo uh he said ang ayaw ko sa re alice movies dapat uh di na nag crossover main characters ng game sa movies <laughs> lang sana. Which, which by the way confused me even even more <laughs> like, if you are going to put in Jill Valentine there anyway, why not just make it about her in the first place? Yeah, that, yeah. probably because of the fact that Mila, Mila they couldn't, um, they had to make something unique for the movie. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking if of anything, unique, I think that I think that was just a backlash coming from the fans. Where's my yeah, Jill Valentine at? Oh, fine, mm-hmm. okay, just <laughs> shut up here. Oh, uh, before we go, before we continue, I'd like to give a uh, give a shout out to uh, to today's um, uh, to to today's cooperative partner. Um, uh, we this show is in cooperation with Sweet Tooth España, uh, who says let's shake things up a little. Uh, their address is second floor fuse box building, twelve fifty four Asturias Street, Sampaloc, Manila. You guys might want to check out; they have the best shakes in the area. We're talking about really good, flavorful shakes. Sweet Tooth España, please check them out. All right, back to our show. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so, um, moving away from Resident Evil, we also have Silent Hill, which is all. I think Silent Hill is for me is a personally is a better movie than the Resident Evil series because you have uh, what I like about the Silent Hill uh, 
franchise is in the game it's like it's story driven so you have a lot of dialogue it's not like resident evil that you have action uh you can do um you can hold a gun and shoot at um zombies but in silent hill it's different because it has a story each character has a different background uh they have their own stories uh they just um they got lost in a place called called silent hill and if you have played silent hill enough to know more about its story Mm. silent hill is like their um subconscious um it's a place where all your secrets can be dug up and presented to you in form of monsters it's like your inner demons that are um you need to face your inner demons um there's also a game in the series where the protagonist developed a he was traumatized when back when he was a kid then he tried um to repress his memories of those traumas so he didn't remember all of those terrible things that had happened to him but when he got to silent hill everything broke loose he even um he was totally he didn't remember all of the things that happened it just reemerges resurfaces when he came back to silent hill and that's what the town does to you it um it it like it resurfaces your subconscious mm-hmm. your deepest darkest secrets and present it to you so you can um get you, so you can move on and eventually silent hill will become like a nice place it will um it will uh your perspective will be um different the place no. is yeah jdm looking at the trailer to this uh, joe is right now showing the trailer to silent hill the movie i'm not i'm not as uh well versed with the silent hill series actually i'm not very well versed with horror games in particular but the trailer seems to be very close to what i've seen of the silent hill video game series from of uh, the, the silent hill movie we're talking about the silent hill movie here and i would not mind seeing it actually the silent hill movie that's based on the silent hill video game how if i i presume you've seen it as well jdm how would you rate it compared to the video game when actually Marlon Hurtado Elizcupitas says Silent Hill movies based on Silent Hill 3 because of the female protagonist how would you how did you like the movie as compared to the video game um as a, as a fan of uh, psychological horror mm-hmm. uh, movies i saw a lot uh, i saw Shutter Island mm-hmm. it's like this movie it's it's dark mm-hmm. it's not an action movie that like in resident evil that you can fend off uh, zombies mm-hmm. here it's like you're restrained you don't have just like the survivor um horror genre your weapons are limited you you look helpless mm-hmm. uh, uh, as what uh, barona royka in twitch um 
mention that's one of our regulars gami gami tagle hello gami it's great to see you yeah um if you see this um character is her name is um heather this uh, uh i forgot the her name is heather in the in the video game her name is heather mason she is the daughter of uh henry mason from the first game oh okay and she is the spoilers if i mm. mentioned that she's the other half of this um character alessa who um this alessa character the mm. one wearing the um the school uniform in blue mm. they were separated because she was um named as the uh, mother of god mm-hmm. she was supposed she was supposed to give birth to this god known as um azazel was it azazel or baphomet or something like that okay so she has the psychic powers which mm. her mother can contain that's why they because she went rogue um she was told by her mother to um there will come a time that you will give birth to this new god that will rule earth but alessa she was just trying to live as a normal child she doesn't want to be involved with everything uh, she just want a simple childhood um play outside but she was being um held back by her mother mm-hmm. so she could fulfill her duty so she's um using her um powers of uh telepathy mm-hmm. to restrain that they have to separate her uh, her soul so one is this uh it's like astral projection i guess mm-hmm. in in buddhism or uh and something like that so they separated them mm-hmm. the one lesson one is here see ana see Cheryl Mason mm-hmm. in the game they tried to uh, separate them if i can interject a little bit jdm i'm having a quick look at the comparisons of the visuals of both the video game and the movie they're really close they have some really good parallels and the camera angles in the movie really did try to approximate the look of the games i am impressed i might actually yes, and, have, to, have to actually see this movie and by the way guys on the left side you can see that's the actual game mm-hmm. the first game that's uh the protagonist is his father um henry henry mason henry mason. and on the right side is this is her uh daughter mm-hmm. adopted adoptive uh daughter mm-hmm. so yeah you can see the um the cinema cin- cinematography you, yeah, you have those close. camera angles look at that the the one that it looks like a top view mm-hmm. yeah it looks similar and i really like that because they have that um uh part where she's in a closed tight space mm. and the only light that she has is the lighter that she has mm. and 
uh, look at that. It's, it's really as I said close. earlier, it's a dark it's a dark movie. Mm, no, it's really close uh, from the look of it, it. It it approximates the look and feel of the movie. The the fact that there's darkness all around you, that the only light that you can see is is being cast from either a flashlight or your lighter, mm. and the 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 camera angles shot for the movie is almost point for point uh, similar to the video game camera angles. It's very impressive. And the I, 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 is mm. the only like mm. <laughs> <laughs> Although Dave Scott has a very good has a very good comment here. Ang naalala ko sa movie, tinray na le explain na may underground mine fire burning for years na nagkakos ng toxic gases mag-release sa town. I'd heard about that actually. That there was in that there was a fire in a mine, in a coal mine somewhere here in the United States that released toxic gas that, that kept burning for a long, long time. And that that was part of the reason why that town got abandoned. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, that, is that the reason why the town is always so foggy? Yes, there's, there's oh, that. Okay. Oh, yes. right, uh, I think they just uh, they just put that to add some like a story why it's mm. fog, but in the game or a smog or uh-huh. because in the first game mm-hmm. it's like a snow. Yes, uh, I call it snow. It's not uh, asphalt or something like that because it's white. Uh, I think. To add more story or lore in the movie, they added that to explain why it's foggy and as well there are um, like snow, uh, ash uh, falling and uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and in the game they did not even explain why it's uh, fogging and why there's snowfall in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So, actually, here uh, the very scene that that you can see from the very beginning. I did play a little bit of Silent Hill when I was when I was younger. The the very beginning portions of it, and of course, mm-hmm. it freaked me out enough so that I never continued it again. <laughs> it's one. It's gonna be one of those games that I have to put put, put off in the future when when I can handle it. But yeah, Silent, shot, yeah, shot, Silent it's Hill is one of those games that, regardless what time of day you're playing it, it's still mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah, you're gonna yes. you're gonna be creeped out. On the sun can be shining outside, birds can be twittering, but if you're playing it, you go, oh my gosh, I don't think I can handle this. <laughs> oh, All right, yeah, sir, oh, sir Carlo might know this because you mm. know, it, yeah, because it's happening in their place. It's mug or called vog, mm. volcanic, volcanic, uh, uh-huh. mm, volcanic fog. Okay, oh, okay, that that might that might work. Okay. All right. Did go ahead. Explain that uh, that Silent Hill is somewhere near Batangas, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh. <laughs> so, what are the other uh, famous? Um, uh, let's go to the TV series. You also have The Last of Us just recently. Um, is was it this? I think it was last year when they released the series or was it this year i really forgot mm, i think it But, was sometime last year yeah mm-hmm. the last of us yeah yes and this is um since it's very new and i like wow netflix made an adaptation of this because you can see um the producers learning the mistakes of um resident evil mm-hmm. they did a proper um Uh, a proper story mm-hmm. that for um, the last of us because 
I saw the um, series before I played it because for the longest time I haven't played for the longest time that I had my PS3 I haven't played The Last of Us it was released when um, uh, 2012 2013 when it was released I haven't played it up until this year when I um, I saw the series because my uh, partner wanted to watch it mm-hmm. and I didn't know much about this uh, what the how the story goes mm-hmm. I saw the TV series first and then I also tried playing the game as well and they did uh, write some character development especially with the uh, supporting characters that they didn't show in the game so it was um, well written you have a good story you also have effective characters uh, I mean actors to play the the um, characters as well so for me to this day it's uh, one of the most um, well adapted um, video game um, not just horror in horror but in video game in general that's been adapted to a series or a movie mm. i have to admit i haven't seen the last of us tv show because i don't have hbo um <laughs> i haven't had hbo in forever but oh, yeah, from- it's hbo i'm sorry i thought it was a uh, netflix because uh, I mean, no, no problem it's, uh, it's hbo yeah yeah hbo mm-hmm. i haven't had hbo for the longest time but from all the reports that i've heard it's a really good tv show the last of us tv show it stands on its own marriage too the fact is a lot of non-gamers have seen the last of us tv series and we said uh, you video gamers owe us something because of the fact that you have gate kept some really good stories that we're only finding out about now what other good video game mo- movies some video game stories are there and we're really looking forward to it so it's it stands on its own merits according to all the reports that i've heard and maybe sometime in the future i'll go watch it too i have played the last of us that i mean it deserves to be game of the year for multiple years over but mm-hmm. yeah from from all the reports that the tv series is good I'll probably watch that too and I might appreciate it for the fact that it's both an adaptation of a video game and as a separate standalone TV series. I can I I I sometimes watch movies and TV series like that. I don't associate it with the original media and I try to watch it as it is, but I also sometimes watch it in relation to how it was for its ad- adaptation. So I I can appreciate both approaches. How about you, Joe? Uh, one of the things that Um, that's that what they did right with the last of us the, um, the last of us game a PlayStation 3 game yeah mm-hmm. so expect it to be quite long and plot driven mm-hmm. you cannot really squeeze all of that content into a two-hour movie Mm-mm. there's just so much stuff in there and if you're going to if you're going to cut a lot of stuff then that will even make it more or less sense if if it, If that makes sense, because um, because you're trying to squeeze all of uh, what the total. Uh, so for all, for all of you guys who, who are listening and watching us right now, how many hours in average do you think is the playthrough for The Last of Us? For the Last of Us, a, a 14, good average, 40, 40, probably about, about yeah, 
30 to 40 hours if you're if you're a more than just if you just want to speed through the storyline, maybe about 20. But if you're some kind of completionist, it can re- uh, easily reach up to 60. So how can you squeeze that onto a two-hour-long movie and, no, make it, and, and make it profitable? Mm-hmm. Not really. Not even not even the Marvel movies are like that. Mm-hmm. Right? True. Yeah. So what I'm saying here is that making it an episodic, uh, into an episodic format really did the adaptation justice. Because they have a lot more time for character development. You have a lot more time in world building. You have a lot more time in uh, squeezing more aspects of the game into uh, uh, into more of a cinematic experience. Uh, into a cinematic experience, and and for and for and for what I know, the the full motion video, uh, the full motion cutscenes of the of the Last of Us, are pretty cinematic. Uh, are pretty cinematic. Movie already, <laughs> right? And. This is why we have um, those video games that are distro- story-driven. Look at Metal Gear Solid. Look at um, Silent Hill and those other games. Um, mostly those uh, single-player games that have great story, right? It's cinematic. You can relate to it as well as it has a nice gameplay. It really... Um, it really, it's a really good combination. So it's not just playing the game; you're also um, learning the character's history and the story. Mm, uh, we have a lot more comments down there at the chat, Sir JD. Mm. Yeah, yeah uh, we also uh, let's see from Dave Scott. Uh, the TV he said the TV series was great. Medyo marami lang silang krinam in one season to get the whole story of the first game. Ayan. I can attest to that because um, I watched the... Uh, no, I played the game while watching... Not actually watching playing the game while watching at the <laughs> that's, same time. That's gonna be hard. That's gonna be very hard. <laughs> I, I reached this part, this one when uh, that part where Ellie was um, in uh, struggling with this one character mm-hmm. in in the game uh, it, the scene was like let's see like 10-15 minutes but in the series they made it more uh, much uh, it had a deep deeper story than the one in the the game mm-hmm. so they made a background why uh they did a background for this uh one enemy in the uh video game you know what actually sir joel uh, sir jdm mm-hmm. uh i heard one of uh, i heard one of uh, a couple of my co-workers in the hospital talking about the last of us tv series uh-huh. And I'm just and I'm just listening to them talk rave about the uh, rave about the TV show. Oh, okay. Oh, the, oh, you should watch this and this and this. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, I know that one. This, 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 and that and that. And, I, and I'm just and I'm just there listening listening to these two, uh, both girls, by the way. Okay. Uh, and of course, they have no idea about they have no idea of the Last of Us being originally as a game, and I'm just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> These to have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I would say because of the fact that because of the fact that a lot of people have started to watch The Last of Us and the same kind of video game movie slash TV series, I wouldn't be surprised if they would suddenly get into the video games too. And I'm always open to people coming into the market and coming into the video game market as long as you like gaming, as long as you go into it with an open mindset and that you're there to enjoy yourself. I'd say that's it's a good it's a good gateway. It's a good way to、mm-hmm. get an introduction into video gaming. And、uh, props to props to the developers over at HBO who actually made the series. I I, I、uh, my hats off to you. Yeah, actually, it's all. This is also what happened、uh, with the Castlevania series, right? Oh yeah, Because- that's true. Mm-hmm. Especially for the、uh, much younger viewers that didn't know about Castlevania,、um, yeah. I heard stories that they started to play the games because they didn't know that Castlevania was originally a video game.、Mm-hmm. Uh, not、uh, most of them, but some of them.、Mm-hmm. Then when they discovered that.、Um, Oh, Casablanca was a video game. Let me see that because they got hooked to the story, the Netflix、um, adaptation. Then this is also the reason why、um, players started to play Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah, back、okay. in 2020, 2021,、mm-hmm. you see a lot of gamers, streamers actually playing、uh, Symphony of the Night because of the、um, the Adapt、uh, Netflix adaptation of the、uh, game,、mm-hmm. which is、uh, was it the、uh, the third game? Was it Simon's Quest、uh, or the third game?、Uh, I think it's third game. Yeah, so that would be、uh, the the first three games on the Japanese Famicom slash Nintendo、um, Entertainment System. So yeah,、um, the, I think Simon's Quest the second one.、Ah, like, second yeah. One, yeah. Yeah, but the third game, yeah,、uh, it it went back to Simon Belmont's.、Uh, actually, they're all、uh, Simon Belmont fighting fighting Dracula、uh, in、mm-hmm. the in the in the series. So yeah, it might have been it.、Uh, let's see. Jerome Cancela Puaso says the Netflix Castlevania was based on Castlevania Three Famicom. Thanks very much for that one, Je- Jerome. <laughs> thank, uh, thank you so much. Thanks so much. And let's see another one here. A message here from Marlon Hurtado Eliscupides who says. Uh, let's see. Who says Doom the movie is an action horror based on the game? Yeah, I I I say Doom the movie was was a was a horror horror game horror game that got adapted. Oh、game. oh, it was horrifying. All right, it was horrifying. <laughs> after, although、uh, it's an early it's an What, early movie of of the Rock and with the Rock. Uh, yes, with Dwayne、um, the Rock Johnson, Doom. Yes, and、no. what's his name? And what's the what's the name、uh, of the of the guy who played、um, Judge Dredd?、Uh, I forgot his name.、Uh, uh, no, 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 it's no. Carl Carl Urban. Carl Urban,、oh, yeah, Carl、uh, Urban. Urban. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty decent it's a pretty decent acting、uh, acting gig. For Carl Urban, Carl Urban is great wherever he shows up. Naman talaga. Pero as as a video game adaptation of the movie, it wasn't all that good. But you have to, you have, I, I'll have to give it to Marlon Hurtado Eliscupides, who did say that it is a horror game that got adapted into a movie. I, I,、yeah. I, I'll give that to you, Marlon. Oh my gosh. Oh, and Dead Rising <laughs> Watchtower is also an action horror movie based on the game. Yes, I did see、uh, Dead Rising. The, 
I, I like the fact that they actually inserted the main character of the Dead Rising, uh, Dead Rising video game into the into the movie uh, as a as a reporter who was talking about his experiences in the game. So it was it was a it was a pretty good adaptation. Not nothing too special, the Dead Rising movie, but it was good enough. But yeah, the Doom movie. From the game was not very good, I have to say. It's very hit or Dead, miss, actually. The Dead Rising is the game from Capcom, was. Yes, uh, it's a game from Capcom where this reporter gets dropped off in a mall, and he has to survive waves and waves of zombies. Uh, uh, who basically, it's it's a survival horror crafting simulation where you craft um, different kinds of weapons too. So more so, like um, Dead Island. Dead, I lot like that. So Dead Rising Watchtower was Dead it? Dead Rising Watchtower. It has um, one. I for, yes, that one. I forgot the name of the actor there. I, I Jesse Metcalf, if I remember correctly. He's he also plays a reporter, if I remember correctly. It's been so long since I last saw that movie, and it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad as an adaptation. It has the elements of Dead Rising, like Zombrex, Bull Die. It didn't. It did not have the mall though. But yeah, uh, the reporter trying to figure out what is happening, uh, and and there he is. Um, Frank West uh, was there being reported, uh, re- being talking about the reports. It's good. Yeah, there he is. Uh, I forgot his name. I forgot the name of the actor, but he's uh, he's funny. Yeah, I know the actor himself. He's funny. He's a funny actor. He would have been perfect for an actual movie adaptation of Dead Rising. So, I I I I would love for there to be a Dead Rising movie with him as Frank West. I would still give it. I would still give the role to him. So it's a good it's a good movie. It's a good it's a it's a good enough my turn your mind off and enjoy kind of movie. So there. Uh, I think I remember Frank West. In he was a playable character in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yes. Oh, wait, he has Marvel. this. Yeah. Uh, he has this. Um. Uh. The single. Uh. Those SLR camera. Yes. <laughs> oh, hang on. So I, I. But I didn't know that he was from Dead Rising because I know the game Dead Rising, but I didn't. Uh, actually play it and seeing Robert, the um, seeing the uh, the gameplay Mm-mm. some of the gameplay I think it has uh, a comedic side as well yes yes yes, it's, yes. It's, <laughs> it's not as serious Resident. as Resident Evil and Silent so, Hill uh, so. so about so about Dead Rising um, is this the movie when they took one Uh, I'm not sure if, it, if it's a minivan, and then and then it, then they equipped it with blades, swords, I uh, so. guns. I mean, it, it, like all the all the zombie movies, all the zombie movies in the past have kind of blurred in my head. There was Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> there's Land of the Dead. There's there's Dead Rising. There's no there's because uh, I think uh, I think I remember South Park doing a parody of this. Mm. Instead of zombies, it's just homeless people. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, surrounding a mall, mm-hmm. and the residents were like, "Oh no! Uh, uh, if if one if you give if you give uh, if you give money to the homeless, then they will and then you you will be turned homeless." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that that's that makes sense. Actually, that makes sense. Jay De Jesus says, "Didn't know my movie palanito." Yeah, Jay. Uh, yeah, Jay De Jesus. Uh, it's it's a good 
it's a good the funniest thing about dead rising is i like the fact that like jdm says it has a comedic side to it and it kind of nullifies not nullifies it kind of balances off the horror that you feel when you're playing a video game all about the, the undead and you can have a good sense of humor playing through the game and just enjoy it without having to worry about my like my daughter and my wife freaking out seeing zombies sure they're scared of it but when you when you, when you can get a good laugh out of it especially with all the crazy stuff that you can make all the crazy weapons all the funny little things that you can do in dead rising it can be an enjoyable experience even for people like my wife and my daughter who are afraid of zombies so they're <laughs> maybe they're trying to get the appeal of Shaun of the dead Mm. <laughs> that the yeah, uh, film right because Shot it's dead, yeah. yeah it's a comedy uh, apocalypse mm. zombie movie yeah I mean, so I between think... so between resident evil mm. dead rising yes walking dead because walking dead also did the walking video dead game. yes that's true yeah. walking dead was walking a comic dead. book and a video game and then it became and, yeah um, and evil dead Yeah, yeah <laughs> Evil Dead. Dead. We haven't even yeah. talked about Evil Dead. <laughs> yes. Evil Among Dead those four, okay. uh, what would be the most probable zombie apocalypse that uh, between the four? Which which the, which is among the most probable that what would happen in real life between the four? I would say uh, because there's two kinds of zombies. There nowadays there's two kinds of zombies. There's the slow, slow moving, shambling mounds of death. That the uh, George Romero made, mm. like Night of the Living Dead, and there's the 28 Days Later kind of <laughs> oh, no. that are that are that, are, <laughs> that run screaming at you because they're 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 just they're fast, the fast zombies. Yeah. And of course, uh, yeah, same thing like World War Z, World, World War Z, Z and I Am Legend. Yes, I am legend. Those, those kinds of them. Those kinds of zombies. So I would say, that I would prefer that it be the George Romero kind of slow moving, <laughs> uh, slow moving <laughs> zombies because at least you can deal with those. Whereas the fast moving ones, like from 28 Days Later or from Zombieland. Oh um, no. I'm 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 dead. Like like in Zombieland says you have to have good cardio for you to be able to survive. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will survive that. Um, scenario mm-hmm. if yeah, I was same. and I think uh, Jed Jesus mentioned Evil Dead there's a game on Dreamcast I think I saw yeah. it too in a magazine yeah Dreamcast uh, and I think PS1 PS1 also had a game of, of Evil Dead if I remember mm-hmm. correctly so but then again scientific, scientifically speaking like we can apply science here it would be the slow moving zombies because of, of, of what you call that when when a, when a dead person becomes stiff rigor mortis because of rigor mortis the zombies would probably be slow moving I mean that would yes. I, I would hope <laughs> yes they would be I guess they would be powerful they can lift you up but mm-hmm. they don't run as fast as like what we can see in 28 weeks later or in uh, in I am legend in World War Z because that's I don't think I will survive that yeah. I think I'll just ah, go ahead just kill me so, <laughs> <laughs> because what's the purpose of running when you can just stay there and at least mm. you don't have I don't have my families get eaten so What the heck am I uh, surviving for? Mm-hmm. 
Right? Oh my gosh, uh, Marlon Hurtado Liscupe just uh, brought this up, and I'm I'm impressed that uh, in his uh, in his depth of knowledge, Alone in the Dark, Alone in the Dark, yes. Alone in the Dark, really? but that was a very badly adapted uh, <laughs> video game movie. But I, I think it was by Yue Bol, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so Yue Bol is is one of the notorious directors who adapt video games badly. So if you want a if you want an experience where you're watching a video game movie, and so you can say. This is kind of like the movie, but it is not. It, it, this is kind of like the video game, but it is nothing like the video game. <laughs> that you look for UA Bowl movies, and that would be that would be the that would be the experience that you're looking for. So, uh, my hats off to you, Marlon. Very, very good knowledge. Very good. Okay. Oh, saying hi, palakay, Sir Jason Santiago. Happy oh, stream. Nice. Happy streaming guys. Hello Ninong Joel, Sir Joe, and Bro JDM. Hey, good evening, mm. good evening, Jason. Long time no see. Jason, it's great to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have talked about video games that have been adapted to um, movies or TV series, but can we forget about uh, how can we forget about those um, video games that actually were movies or novels um let's see we have a uh, nightmare at elm street mm. we have a lot actually we have um in the novels we have dr jekyll and mr hyde oh absolutely yes dr jekyll and mr hyde has had has had a i think uh japanese uh an nes or famicom uh version of it yeah if i remember correctly Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. Yeah, and those are uh, notorious video games for being so hard and difficult because yeah. you don't um, you, you can you don't know what to do. You just everything hits you. Anything that uh, you pass by, you get hit. It mm-hmm. takes um, it. Uh, it reduces your life bar so it's one of those notorious games that you can uh, you it's one of those hard games that that's impossible to uh, beat and you also have um, Friday the 13th right oh yeah Friday the 13th yes mm-hmm. uh, Friday the 13th and you also have those um, not horror uh, movies they're There's also um, horror movies that are um, comedy as well, like Beetlejuice. Mm, you yes. have the Adams Family, yeah. And uh, uh, do you have any other? <laughs> there's a lot of actually. There's a lot uh, of slasher flicks in the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. Sir Marlon mentioned Sweet Home. It's a game based on Japanese movie and became Resident Evil because it inspired of that movie. Mm-hmm. I know Sweet Home, okay, but it's not. It's, it's not a horror. It's not a horror. Game. It's not a horror game. I've seen Sweet Home Alabama. You know, with. with <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Sweet Home the Hentai. Oh <laughs> I know oh that. I know that Sweet Home. Oh Four episodes, goodness. by the way. For all of you, uh, for all of you Shantai fans out oh there. Oh my goodness! Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I know. 
Oh, um, speaking of which, Sir Joe, sorry, uh, Sir yes, Joe and Sir James. Yes. Speaking of which, speaking of video games, horror-based, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. horror-based uh, video games. Yes. We also, um, we also have Sir Luis Valdez again. Oh. Um, coming up with another review, mm-hmm. uh, which is very appropriate for this occasion, which is voiced by Sir Joel, of course, or oh. Sir Joel voiced mm-hmm. this review. Mm-hmm. It's called Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. So, um, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let, let's give it. Uh, so let's give it a check and let's see what will uh, what our ex- uh, what will be our impressions. And to those of you guys who know Splatterhouse, uh, join in as well. Nice. Here it is. Okay, let's watch it. Most horror games back then were just action games with spooky themes. But Splatterhouse, on the other hand, took the same formula, but was actually able to invoke a little bit of fear. Plot is, one rainy night, Jennifer Willis and Rick Taylor take refuge in West Mansion, a landmark nicknamed as Splatterhouse. Once they enter the mansion, Jennifer lets out a scream and Rick suddenly awakens in the basement and is resurrected by a mask called the Terror Mask, or Hell Mask, that gives him supernatural powers. The game's graphics and theme are pretty creepy on its own. Even the death animations are gross, such as chopping enemies in half or smashing them in the wall. In a nutshell, this game is pretty violent and gory, but it just fits the game's title of Splatterhouse. The bosses are pretty unique too. Miggy Man would be the best of them all since it's a dude with a bag over his head and chainsaws for hands. It's a pretty short game and oddly enough its difficulty is very balanced for an arcade game. The game only ever gets cheap at stage 6 where you have to destroy the mansion's heart. Other things to note are your moveset. All you get is a punch, kick and slide which is very tricky to do. There's a giant cleaver, a stick, an axe, a shotgun, and some projectile weapons. Not many of these weapons ever reappear. They only appear on their designated stage, such as the shotgun that you use against Biggie Man. It's also a little cinematic. There's the intro showing Jason and Jennifer falling into their demise, a cutscene showing the Hellmask resurrecting Rick, Later in the game, you're then forced to fight Jennifer. Once you do beat her, Rick walks over to Jennifer. She thanks Rick before vanishing into thin air. Enraged, he enters the basement to destroy Mother, aka the mansion's heart. Once Mother has been taken out, the mansion then bursts into flames. Rick makes his escape only to come across a grave. The mask releases spiritual energy summoning Hell Chaos. Once you've destroyed it, a tormented ghost appears and begins to slowly dissipate. The end game shows the terror mask exploding and Rick walking away from the burning remains of West Mansion. 
It's a very bittersweet ending since Rick couldn't save Jennifer, though once the credits finish scrolling, it shows the Hellmask reforming, laughing at the player, before showing the text, END. Overall, it's still an okay beat-em-up. Gameplay is pretty simple, but your moveset is pretty bland. The difficulty is pretty balanced, though more hearts would have been nice still instead of just five. The difficulty only ever spikes once you reach the mansion's heart. The game's visuals, creepy graphics, and violence on the other hand are what made it stand out. With regard to the TurboGrafx-16 and PC Engine port, the PC Engine has the edge here mostly because it isn't censored. The US release turned the mask into purple, most likely to avoid Rick from looking like a certain masked maniac, <laughs> aka Jason Voorhees. There's also the censorship of the church. All religious symbols were completely removed. The upside-down cross he had to fight has been swapped for a head as well. Other than that, everything else is much the same. Just stick to the PC Engine version since that's the best way to experience Splatterhouse at home. If you're looking for a simple creepy beat-em-up with gory visuals, it definitely gives Splatterhouse a whirl. that was it thank you for sir luis valdez for submitting that review and thank you for sir joel for dubbing uh, providing the voiceover for that review it's as if like sir joel played splatterhouse himself no actually i did hmm? i actually did stream splatterhouse one time before and i have i have to give uh, i have to give a shout out to luis because of the fact that he found the game balanced i found it hard i found it really hard especially the, in the in the middle parts i i maybe i attributed to the fact that uh, my reflexes aren't the way that they used to be anymore i'm not as i'm not a young i'm not a spring chicken anymore but yeah i did stream splatterhouse one time it's a good game it's a, it's a really good short game and for those of you who are looking around for the ps3 version the remake of it mm-hmm. a used copy on amazon right now is selling for 125 dollars it's 125 us dollars for you for a used copy of spider house 3 i you see that game in the bargain bins for only 10 bucks a piece and i really <laughs> wish i'd gotten one back then but yeah uh it's a good game that i streamed before i i streamed the i think if i remember correctly the pc engine version before and it was it was relatively hard for somebody like me who's not used to platforming games beat them up platforming punching style games but it's good it's a lot of fun you guys might want to give it a try and for those of you who are also interested in submitting your reviews of particular games or even movies or even books whatever we are always willing to receive your reviews and if you guys want you know we can even feature them in our podcasts and our and on our mm-hmm. timeless gamer website as well and timeless gamer uh timeless gamer facebook page so just submit them if you're interested we'd love to have them and we'll read them out for you just for you our audience just uh, do your just uh, just write your reviews no format whatsoever what you like what you didn't like and mm-hmm. then we'll take care of the rest yes all right <laughs> back to start jdm all right jdm Right. So, by the way, before we proceed, we uh, let's uh, see the uh, comments here done in the chat. Dave mm. Scott, he said, "Dang nalala kong Splatterhouse yung sa NES yung chibi yung bida." So, mm. I honestly, I haven't 
played a Splatterhouse game. Yeah, I haven't played I, that I one. only saw it when James Rolfe and his friend Mike Matei played it in one of their um, videos. Mm-hmm. So, when I first saw it, Ibang klase to si, I thought it was ano si uh, Jason Voorhees yeah, because right? of the mask and right. then and the uh, tawag dan and the the physique was like um, Jason Voorhees <laughs> uh, and Jason Voorhees and the like the overalls it's like si um, <laughs> no actually si ano si Would they call Mike that Myers. Halloween? Mike Myers. Like, ah, yeah, yeah. I guess a little bit more like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. Mike Myers' body with mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees' mask. Oh, yeah. It's, sabi nga ni, ano, ni Dave Scott, the game is basically uh, a combination of all these 80 slasher films. Ganun na ganun yung style. It's, oh, uh, uh, here. Very a uh, very quick uh, shout out to Gami Tagle again who says, "What chicken are you now, Tito Joel?" Uh, I'm the kind of chicken that you have to put in a pressure cooker because the the his his his, his, his meat is way too old to, to already. You have to pressure cook me oh. to make me edible. <laughs> the man himself is here. Yeah. Yes. There yes. You go, Luis. Hello, Luis. Thanks very much for that review. I had a lot of fun recording it. Yes, he said, uh, give it a try. Splatterhouse 2 is so graphic. It got an M rating as well. I... Oh, so, uh, so we are proud of having Sir Luis Valdez as one of our contributors in regarding yes. uh, with video with, with game reviews. Yes, yes. Very, very happy And, for your contributions, Luis. Thanks very much yeah. for it. JDM. So for everyone who has, um, you would like to share your experiences or you would like to um, uh, share a review of a game that you would li- you like to play or a game that you loved as a childhood up until now, please do send us your um, entries. Yes. It so, doesn't, as, doesn't have to be on topic. We will find a way yeah. to segue into the show. Right. Yes. Or maybe save it for uh, um, the appropriate uh, episode mm-hmm. in the future yes so hey, we, we might even we might even make it a, the basis uh the idea as a basis for one of our future episodes you right. might actually be the basis right. of the entire episode so just keep them coming submit them and we'd love to have them all right, all right. so moving on to our next um topic and so we had this um video game adaptations of horror th- uh, horror theme video games so the question is what makes or uh, what makes a good or bad horror video game movie or tv series if any uh, what do you guys think um consist of a good um horror vid- uh, video game adaptation mm-hmm. all right uh, i guess i'll go first A good adaptation overall, and not just for horror games, uh, for a a good adaptation of a video game into a movie or TV series overall, is one that respects the source material. We're talking about the 
uses the source material as the reference, not pushing any other any any other. I mean, you can put in new ideas into it as long as it makes sense in the context of the original source material. Sure, you can add in new characters, but if that new character actually does make sense in relation to the original source material, people will accept it. People will enjoy. As it, it kind of like will be an expansion of the original storyline. People love direct adaptations, but they also love adaptations that will expand on the original ideas. So I would say as long as you respect the source material, it's going to be a good adaptation. The moment that you kind of deviate from it and show a disrespect of it or or the fact that you you disregard it altogether that will make for a terrible adaptation generally there i mean there have been maybe one or two instances where the adaptation that takes off completely from the source material is good but that's the deviation from the norm we're talking about like maybe one or two out of a hundred and that's a real that that would be that would be a good adaptation that doesn't respect the source material but generally if the source material is respected then the adaptation is going to be good that is my personal take on it how about you job I would say that is a good point. Um, in congruence to that, I would say it uh, it's, it also depends on the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, uh, especially in Hollywood, anyway, mm-hmm. all of these um, Hollywood produ- Hollywood production teams would be very handsy or very too much involved. Oh yeah, in the creation of uh, of the movie, right? Yes. If they just back off, okay, <laughs> back off. We got this. I would prefer writers who are fans of the game. Yes. Do all of the writing here. Have the create. Have the creative oversight over uh, over this video game because they know. They are, they were the ones who played the games. They that's know the ins and outs. That's what you pay them for, right? About mm-hmm. yeah. So why are you uh, so uh, so? It's not so. Yeah, sure, it's a cash grab. But mm. let's do. So, I mean, if we're if we're if we're doing this, just do it right. Not yeah. just not just putting the name of the game mm-hmm. on that movie and just call it and then just sell it on the title alone. Thinking that oh, um, just as long as the fans, uh, just just as long as the fans recognize the such bits and pieces about the game in the movie, they will, uh, you know, they they would support, they would watch it. It's, it, I mean, it's not that simple. Um, how about Sir JDM? Ah, uh, yeah. Before I uh, share my uh, insight, so merong comment si Dave Scott. Yeah, Dave. Uh, regarding this, so. He said that horror that set the ambience right, my character development, and the stories that make sense enough for you to suspend your disbelief. And in the over-reliance on jump scares and shock for the sake of shock. And, and it's like you know, what uh, Ninong Joel said earlier. You need to have yung, uh, you need the original material to um, back the story up and also uh, Resident Evil they have um, they have this expanded or like parallel alternate um, uh, stories that they release as yung books like uh, for exa- 
just like in Star Wars, they have expanded universe. They have, uh, they, although they are not uh, canon to the lore, they still have, um, they have novels actually. You have writers who write novels for Resident Evil. And I remember one of those. Um, it's about the backstory of one of the uh, minor characters from Resident Evil 3. See, uh, that guy in the uh, first, uh, in the earlier part of the game that I think he was a journalist or something Ro- Rosso um, I forgot he Prince had Russo. Na- uh, <laughs> not the not Prince not the, that one because that's a, a different guy so anyways um, they wrote this backstory of uh, this Rosso guy although it's not canon it still has it makes sense because he In the story, he has a family who's taking a vacation in Raccoon City, um, but they didn't really know there was an outbreak. So what he did is he left. Um, they got caught up in the um, with the outbreak with the zombies. He left. She. He left his family to be eaten just to survive. Really. And. Wow. There he met Jill in the game, and um, it's a short story. Um, they had um, it has the backstory, but it's not actually um, a canon to the game. It's like an alternate um, story, just to um, add some more depth in the. The game and for the fans, they r- actually write these novels. So why not? Um, my question: Why, why don't they, uh, why don't they hire those guys who wrote these novels instead of those guys who don't know or has it even have any clue what uh, that the virus the same, is? Uh, that's the same question for Star Wars. No, that's yeah. Same, uh, that's the same question for the DC Extended Universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it. Like Joss says, it, it's a lot of TV series and movies nowadays are being produced by committee, and it's more a case of people who want to see how the, it's going to it's going to make money rather than how how much fidelity it has to the source material so uh, disney star wars uh, uh other 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 franchises recently that have suffered greatly like indiana jones even the indiana jones movie have suffered greatly from from i mean even if you're talking about there being no source material for indiana jones the general feel of indiana jones being an, a, ser- a serial radio series from the 1930s 1940s wasn't there anymore for the for the last two movies so and that just got thrown out the window they were just generally cash grabs made by committee so uh, that, that's connecting that to the idea that a good adaptation has to have fidelity to the source material is key is essential another um, another measuring stick would be Uh, the horror, the horror games turn into movies would be, or 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 any video game uh, genre, whatever, to be in a movie. Mm-hmm. 
is respecting the fans as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because the, the fans are the bread and butter. They they know which property this is. They know what they're in for. They're the ones who's gonna be spreading the word, uh, word of mouth. Um, so if if the fans themselves don't even believe on the movie, then what chances the movie will get enough uh, enough box office returns, right? It's it's basically if you don't make the movie or the TV series for the fans who are your core audience, and you try to make it for people to try to bring them into into the into the franchise. Who have no idea what the franchise is all about you basically disrespect the fans the original fans of the series who will not go and pay see your, to see your material and you are the people who are not familiar with the material will not go see it anyway because they're gonna say i don't know what this is i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna watch something uh, that the fans of the series are saying are bad so the, it's uh, the double the, the double dragon move a uh, double dragon movie was uh was a victim to that the first no, milano, milano was still uh, milano. hot there yeah there you go. <laughs> milano, um yeah. that ass though Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you, they can't. Uh, they cannot read. Uh, they can't. Uh, uh, they cannot read of that ass shot. Mm, yeah, uh, <laughs> that that the movie uh, is worth seeing just for those three seconds of that shot. We're oh, here that <laughs> so the Double Dragon movie was a victim of that. Mm. The the first Mario movie was a victim of that. Mm, yes. Um, even more. Uh, I mean, Mortal Kombat, uh, for mm. more or less. Sure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. The first Mortal Kombat movie was surprisingly good, uh, surprisingly fun. So there. So I'd say reasonably, reasonably faithful to the game. But yeah, Ooh. don't go into it. Talking about me, uh, uh, talking about being uh, too respectful about the uh, mm. about the franchise. Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. So that that's oh. that's um, in 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 that sense. Uh, so I remember uh, uh, when YouTube was around uh, mm-hmm. back in two thousand six, two thousand and eight. Yeah. Uh, with the hype of Resident mm-hmm. Evil, there were there were parody videos up on Resident Evil, and it's like. So how are you going to incorporate all of those puzzle-like elements of Resident Evil into the movie? <laughs> like, I mean, like for example, I mean, you're already immersed in the story, and then all of a sudden, piano. Uh, you you need to play the piano. <laughs> you, you you need to collect keys. You need to collect cogs. You, you know what I mean? Parang par- It's like, why why are we doing this in the movie? <laughs> Well, that's it. Again, too much fidelity is also not so good because if it doesn't make sense in terms of, in terms, you have to be respectful of the audience, like you said, Job, because the audience is there, they will expect a few things, and if you just go, if you destroy the pacing just to try to be faithful to the movie, like if you're running down the hallway and then you have to stop and type something in, now that <laughs> that is bad. No, that is bad. Bad movie. That's a bad movie going experience. Definitely. Okay. So, uh, I'm I'm showing uh, show, I'm showing a footage here. Uh, it's a parody mm-hmm. for Resident Evil. Okay. Uh, this is a, a very early video made by the Bentley Brothers. Okay. Doing Resident Evil One. So uh, so they did Resident <laughs> Evil uh, in their house, mm-hmm. pretending it's the mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look how oh, the how tight the space is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, 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 go ahead. But I, 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 
I love this uh, era of YouTube back in 2006, 2007, 2008. It's mm. it's cheesy, but look at that the production. It's no. not it's back not then. a big production that we yeah. have right now, but mm-hmm. it was entertaining. Back then, it was very experimental. It was very cutting edge. Like we're talking no. <laughs> See? See, there you oh, go. Oh shit! The door is locked. I need to play the piano. <laughs> See, it, 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 it was funny because it, it's funny because it's true. Yes, exactly. There you can go. You, it, can you imagine if we're if we're watching a Resident Evil movie, right? So, uh, so, uh, so Alice, uh, Mila, uh, Mila. Oh, um, comes into uh, comes into a door and it's locked and there's a piano out there and then suddenly she'll start playing it and then suddenly it unlocks. You know how jarring that may <laughs> that that will be. Oh my goodness! Well, All the zombies hey. looking at you. Oh, let's just stop for a while and let him uh, figure out how to uh, solve that piano puzzle or those paintings. <laughs> I I have to admit, in, in twenty oh six. Onwards, uh, YouTube was highly experimental, got very cutting edge. It felt like the, the it felt like a um, the Wild West back then of freedom of uh, and the open frontier. So nowadays, uh, re- YouTube productions are very high high quality production. The, the 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 animations, the sounds, and everything they're they're almost to the point <laughs> that they're 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 better than Hollywood productions sometimes. <laughs> Uh, now, for looking at the footage of the, of way back when, it's a mess. It, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody made a little nostalgia compilation of how things were back then in early internet. I think there's even a Facebook page of we pretend it's about tw- 2007 internet or something like that. <laughs> so yeah. it was it was it's that's a fun little it's, it's a fun little page. Oh yeah. my As what Luis uh, Valdez mentioned, it's the golden age of YouTube. So oh, yeah. back in 2006, that's when we uh, that's when we saw the Angry Video Game Nerd, right? And oh, yeah. uh, one of my favorite uh, movie reviewers, uh, the Spoony one, uh, Noah and Poile. Those were the earliest, uh, my earliest um, memories of watching YouTube back in uh, college and in the internet shops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, as a little. Uh, what you call this? As a little aside, I just wanted to remind everybody that today's episode is is brought to you in uh, is brought to you in in collaboration with Sweet Tooth España, who says uh, let's shake things up a little. Uh, their address is at the second floor of Fusebox Building, 1254 Asturias Street, Sampaloc, Manila. If you guys want to satisfy your sweet your sweet cravings, please check out Sweet Tooth España. Uh, they are a great Place. All right, back to you, JDM. I think the idea is that we we are now looking forward to uh, video games that we wish would get adapted into movies and TV, right? Uh, right. Um, do you have any? Um, have you played any video games that you would like to see in the theaters or yeah. the or TV. in the streaming media? We don't 
even use TV now. We call it streaming media. So mm, yeah, I know. What... Oh, that's true. That's very true. Uh, the, uh, I'm part of the cord cutters movement. I don't barely watch regular television anymore. I just watch things on my Roku stick or on my Amazon Fire Stick. So I, despite my relative lack of knowledge of horror video games, I have played two that I would say mm-hmm. are are I would love to see being adapted into the big screen or the small screen. The first one is a relatively recent one. It's called Dead Island. Uh, Dead Island is a is a video game series, much like uh, much like Dead Rising, actually. Except that in this case, your character has been trapped in 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 an island holiday, where of course the usual shenanigans happen: zombies, uh, outbreaks. Um, zombies that are surprisingly large you have no idea as to their origin and like how the heck did you did this buff zombie show up but yeah in general the usual style of zombie shambling mounds of death and the ha- the fun thing about it is it has a mechanic where you are going to uh crafting your weaponry from different various things you can improve your weapons you can improve your um your stamina your skills in a way it is almost like a first person role-playing game much like the fallout series or much like the skyrim series because of the fact that you build your skill tree you craft things and it's the kind of game where it's not as it's not as what's the right word for it it's not as overly horrifying as you normally would see it's it's i would love to see dead island as a as a tv series because it's got a pretty long it's got a pretty long plot of course you have to go through all the island travel all around and craft all the different weapons find out how to get off the island and hopefully be able to survive the onslaught of zombies it's good enough that it actually has a sequel out right now dead island 2 that i'm still saving up money for so that i can buy maybe sometime in the future as you can see in the trailer being shown right now the original trailer for dead island was shown in reverse and it kind of showed how how horrifying it is in retrospect when you're looking back at how things went from all the way to the very end where zombies are to how happy it was in the beginning of your vacation so it was like if you're in that situation in actuality i imagine that you'd be looking back fondly at the days when you didn't have to worry about getting bitten and turning into a zombie as well so uh that that is my pick number one of game that i would love to see adapted into a mini series or a television series so there now my second one i haven't played myself my me personally i have not played personally i've seen my brother play through it and it's a lot of fun it's an old early windows game called nocturne nocturne uh a video game where you play the character of the stranger a human who is uh a a, um it's on the the it's you you hunt all these supernatural creatures like like zombies vampires uh all the all the things that go bump in the night and it was very revolutionary for for the time because for an early windows game the fabric uh the fabric uh physics was top notch you can see the his his long coat flowing in the wind his partner having a cape uh was was a uh, was a daytime walking vampire called called uh Adampir and he worked for the secret organization that hunted down monsters so Nocturne is a game that i would say 
takes a lot of inspiration from the Resident Evil terms, terms of angles and shots mm. and lighting and everything. But it's a good one. Nocturne, N-O-C-T-U-R-N-E. And of course, the music, the sound effects were really out there. It really creeped you out. But you felt like a hero because you had to make sure to eliminate all of these monsters that threaten humanity. Humans might think of these monsters as mythological, but in this, the strangest world of Nocturne, he is hunting them down to make sure that humanity is kept safe so that they'll never know of the dangers that they face every single day out when, when it's dark out. So not those two games, I would love to see adapted into TV series by HBO, by Netflix, I don't care, by Amazon. Just don't screw it up like Rings of Power. Um, <laughs> I would say Dead Island and Nocturne. Those two Nocturne. games. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you, Joe? Right. Are there any particular games that you'd love to be adapted into movies or TV series? Um, there is one, and um, I don't know. I'll just share the screen. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a I'm a JRPG guy. Yes. And not much horror in there. Well, there was one. Mm-hmm. It's Cool Delta. But um, the the closest one, the closest one that I can think of that somewhat similar to that uh, to that one is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> looks like Buffy. Come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and, she, and she also has her own uh, Scooby uh, Scooby gang. Scooby mm-hmm. gang. But, uh, but I digress. So there is oh, no, no. Uh, there is but one that Christy Christy Swanson yeah, is Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the never, movie. Never, 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 never. I like Christy Swanson. Yes, uh, it, so this game called Yomawari. Mm, yes, Yomawari. Okay. Um, yeah, cute's a game. Um, at first when I saw it, uh, it, it, it didn't look like a horror game because of how on how, how that how, how they presented it. Mm-hmm. So the story of this, uh, very anime-ish, chibi-like. Okay. Um, so there's this girl and a dog and then one uh, and then one fateful night the dog got lost and the girl said okay uh, where, where my dog at and then <laughs> the sister and her older sister says okay sure uh, let's look for the dog both of them look for the dog mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the sister's gone too oh shit so now it's up to the little girl to find out what happened to the dog and to her sister now mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so when she when she went out of town, she realized, oh, this I don't think we're in. <laughs> um, I, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Tyler. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. <laughs> kind of uh, kind of experience. Uh, she didn't recognize the whole place, mm-hmm. and there were ghosts and ghouls everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the only uh, and the only equipment that you have is uh, you can see right there is your flashlight. Flashlight. Oh man, you have a flashlight. And one of the one of the things that uh, that I like about this game is that they don't really play a lot of music, just like uh, just like Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. It just uses your uh, just uses your nighttime sounds, like uh, like the chirpings of uh, um, of the crickets, the okay. yeah, um, the howling, uh, the hoots, the hoots of uh, the owls. That's it, mm-hmm. really. And for every ghost or ghoul that you come across, you don't fight them; you just hide. Mm-hmm. So how how would you know? So they uh, so they so they have this system called the heartbeat system. Okay, you can hear her heartbeat like really beating fast and loud. 
if there's something approaching. Oh, okay. And the more it beats, the fa- uh, the louder, the faster it beats, the slower you get. Oh, it yeah, limits your movement. Sense. So, and for you to uh, and for you to hide, all you have there's just bushes, mm-hmm. boulders, telephone poles, uh, and hope for the best that they don't catch you. So, and if um, and it's up to you whether the, uh, whether to think or make the judgment call whether it's safe to come out depending on how uh, or how loud your your heartbeat is mm-hmm. so yeah uh, so if you can see right there so the, the, there's a there's a monster out there so uh, well so it's your choice whether to engage it or not <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so yeah, yeah i mean I, i'm i'm curious on how they're going to uh, play uh, on how they're going to translate this into uh, into a movie Hey, it can even be an animated series. Can be an animated would, series, yeah. Yeah, I would probably watch something like this, so especially. See, yeah. Uh, see, see what she did there. So she hid on. Uh, so she hid on, the, on those bushes. Yes. <laughs> oh, and now that you've mentioned it, Joe, I would say the the mechanic of the flashlight put to mind another series that I'd love to be adapted into a TV or a movie, a TV series or a movie. Um, Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. Fatal yeah. Frame. Oh, you know what? About Fatal Frame, you would think there there would be already a movie yeah, about that. I would think so. Uh, yeah. you, I mean, you would think like Japan already did uh, already yeah. have uh, have made a movie out of Fatal yeah. Frame, but no. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Google right now. They haven't uh, they have not made a movie out of Fatal Frame. You would think they would they would do one. Not even Clock Tower. No. Not even Clock. Not even freaking <laughs> Clock Tower. <laughs> They would oh, say, I um, would say that would be yeah that would be perfect. Uh, Scott mentioned here. How about mm-hmm. Earthbound? Actually, Earthbound. If, mm-hmm. if you're gonna look, I mean, how Earthbound is somewhat similar in terms of themes. Mm-hmm. If you're going to compare it with Stranger Things, ah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, very, very, very urban, uh, very city, mm-hmm. uh, very city related, uh, like very close to reality on, on how they on how they portray the uh, the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you have a group of friends and right. singing never-ending story, <laughs> <laughs> playing playing Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Well, you know how? Uh, that being said, how come they haven't even made a Stranger Things uh, video game yet? You would think they would. I um, think there's a Stranger Things board game, if I could remember correctly. I could be wrong on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and there's um, I think in was it Dead by Daylight? They oh, yeah. um, added the demigorgon in Dead by Daylight as the like the antagonist mm-hmm. that's uh, chasing the characters. But I think that's it. Mm-hmm. It yeah, doesn't have um, a game of its own. Yeah, I'm sure sometime in the future, once once they once they have the sales for the property slow down, they'll probably come out yes. with more. Yeah, they probably got something commissioned already, and it's being done. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe when they wrap up the uh, series, mm. maybe once the series is um, done, it is still then, ongoing, right? Is it still yeah, ongoing, or is it done already? I think season five is going to be the last um, season. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and hi, maybe like, the, yeah, we like to say hi to RJ Hachan. Magandang gabi mga magino. Magandang gabi rin, RJ. Good evening. Good evening to you, RJ. RJ Hachan. There you go. Right. I'd say the, the, 
I ha- I have to start off on it. I mean, you'd think that it would be right up my alley because it's based in the 80s. It's 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 mm. like uh, something that would really appeal to my 80s sensibilities. But I haven't. It's probably because of the fact that I first thought of it as being way too kitty, I guess. But maybe sometime in the future, I'll probably ca- I'll probably just marathon it. Mm. Okay. How about how about uh, how about horror movies that we want to be adapted into a video into game? A video game. Okay. Let mm. me see. Phantasm. I want Phantasm <laughs> to be adapted into a video game. Ad- um, avoiding those flying silver crisp- silver balls that that suddenly have gross spikes out of them and impale themselves onto your forehead, you know, digging out your brain and making all the blood splatter out. Phantasm, the video game. I would love to have that. That that's my that's my that's my contribution. All right. Phantasm is uh, what uh, what kind of game is it? Uh, I mean, maybe yeah, I'm thinking of a different. Yeah, a movie. It's a movie about. Um, um, yeah, the the movie Phantasm is about this tall man called Angus Scrim who has these steel balls that fly, uh, fly off and and you know hunt down people and kill them so that he can take their brains and then send them over to a different mm-hmm. dimension like that. Phantasm. It's the delusion of a disordered mind, a phantom or a spirit. Yeah, it's one of the mm-hmm. weirder '80s. Properties that I that I've seen that would make for yeah, there you go that the flying silver ball that would go and impale it itself into different parts of your body. They prefer the brains, but they would all they can also go through your stomach and drill drill itself up towards your brain. One of our one of our members here in Timeless Gamer Show called Matt Bustle would probably appreciate this one. Uh, Matt Bustle, uh, we miss you, man. We hope to have you again sometime in the future in, in our show, and you would probably be able to enlighten our audience. a little bit more about this series called Phantasm. There you go. That would be my that would be my preferred movie that will will get translated into a T series or uh, into a video game, into a video game. I I'd, I'd love to have that. All right, how about you, JDM? Uh, how about you, Joe? Is there a particular um, horror movie that you'd like to get translated into a video game? That's the thing. I mean, if you're going to make a uh, a movie into a game, then ain't that gonna spoil you on what's going to happen in the game? Yeah, but no, it would be like... a spoiler. But you would you would it would be up to the developers of the video game to make it innovative enough to to put in enough new elements or something that would that would uh, change. Uh, It so that you would be a little bit surprised at least as to what you'll be able to experience in the video game. There you go. I would, um, I would be so daring to suggest if uh, if they can do it, or mm-hmm. I know we have the technology now. Mm-hmm. If they can make like a chronicle, uh, like a or anto- a chronicle slash anthology collection of the Twilight Zone. Oh, the Twilight Zone! That would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. You know how a Twilight, the Twilight Zone is uh, is very episodic, mm-hmm. very, very short, right? Yeah. So my uh, my idea would be like maybe just get maybe five mm-hmm. of their the best Twilight Zone episodes yes. and make a game on each one. Mm-hmm. It's like like like, like a mini, um, maybe like maybe uh. Somewhat of a mini game-ish kind of kind of format, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, a little bit like um, sanitarium because in sanitarium you have different mm-hmm. uh, different setting uh, mm. for the main character to go through. It it can be like that. It can be if, a main if character not through different for episodes. The Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt. Of, uh, yeah, there, 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 there are a few, uh, there are a few uh, episodes in there, especially for you guys who grew up in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. from the crib for 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 you people who grew up in the nineties, mm-hmm. um, an anthology collection of the Twilight Zone from for, for all of you guys who grew up in the eighties. Uh, oh, uh, an anthology collection of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are you afraid of the nah. dark? <laughs> there was also a TV series called Eerie Indiana. If anybody remembers that one, Eerie Indiana, where this boy goes through different um, weird stuff happening all throughout uh, all throughout his little town in in Eerie Indiana, that would make for a good TV series as well. Uh, for a video, good video game as well. So um, or Goosebumps, a few Goosebumps, uh, yeah, uh, a few yeah. episodes of Goosebumps that they can make an anthology uh, mini games uh, out of those. Um, or maybe some of Stephen King's novels oh, yeah. or movies. Like, can you imagine a shining, uh, a shining video game? Shining oh, yeah. the movie, the video game. No, no. One, one Stephen King property that I want to have a video game of the Mist, where the Mist. Uh, the Mist. This movie is basically Silent Hill. Yeah, basically Silent yeah. Hill. Except in this, except in this case, uh, you're trying to survive against not so much the monsters outside in the mist, but the monsters inside where you're trapped. Because the humans prove to be even more of a monster than they are than the monsters outside. So then, <laughs> and, then, and then the and then the ending credits with the army, the national guard. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Spoilers, but then again, the property's been done for decades already. If you haven't been spoiled by now, then it's your own fault. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I, it, it's almost twenty years since it has been adapted to a movie already. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. The mist that that, I mean, that was. I mean, or or maybe or I I know um, Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Psycho. Psycho. With Psycho, you would think they would have made a video game out of that by now. Yeah. Mm, I agreed. I, I mean, I'm sure there have been, but uh, it's not like you know, like in the Commodore 64 era or or yeah. the, the. Oh, maybe probably, probably. Yeah, but the thing about Psycho is, I can tell this. I can say this uh, with a straight face. Psycho is the only is the only property that made me jump out of my seat, both as a movie. And as a book, I've read the book of Psycho. When I got to that part, I just jumped out of my seat. Still, you know, it's that good. So, guys, if you are going to adapt if, some Psycho by by Robert if Block, not Psycho, the first exor- the original Exorcist, mm. which which oh, yeah. begs the oh, question: God. Why they haven't made a, a video game out of the Exorcist? I mean, what what would be the video game format be like? If like oh, Exorcist, right? My goodness. So, uh, oh oh, how about a how about a turn based RPG of the Exorcist, right? <laughs> So, 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 so I'm Father Marin, right? So I'm Father mm. Marin, and I got I got my attack, I got my items, right? I got my holy water, I got my Bible, I got my cross, I got my, <laughs> and then and then uh, and then we're taking turns. Me, um, uh, what's what's a girl's name? Oh, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, I just, yeah, I just call her. Uh, I just call her uh, demon. Okay, <laughs> uh, the demon, the demon girl. So yeah, we're, we're taking call her turns, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, so, so, so I use my Bible and then I read a verse, and mm. then, and then, and then it hits her, it damages her, and then mm. she, she'll attack me with 
your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you know, something uh, something of your personal nature. Or she, she will pass a vase in front of me, and then I'll hit, yeah, and then I'll get hit. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, the Dave. Open. Dave got a really good one. The Omen. Yeah, the Omen. That's a good one. Yes. Nice one, Dave. I like that one. The Omen would be great. As what would be the video game format, though? Yeah. No, I mean, av- avoiding death from something as innocuous as riding down an elevator. That would be... <laughs> that would be... Because for those of you who are familiar with The Omen, it's like you get killed by... <laughs> Doing the most, doing the most normal things that you would normally do. You know, just we would just try to avoid that, and you would have to discern which way to go on your normal day to not be killed on, uh, from from your regular things that you're trying to do. So, the omen. That's a good. That's a good suggestion, Dave. Uh, good yeah, suggestion for it. Yeah, a video game uh, based yeah. on the omen. How about you? How about you, Sergio? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think I see horror games that you, uh, any fantasy <laughs> horror movies that you want mm-hmm. to turn into a video game. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. I haven't really. Uh, I'm not really a fan of horror games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean horror movies. Yeah. But let's see. Mm, let's see. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, let's yeah. see. Oh, you know what? I'm not uh, even sure why they haven't made a game about Pet Cemetery. Mm. Yes, JD, you were about to say. Yeah, you're about to say. How JDM. about this? Have you guys seen Cabins in the Wood? I haven't. Yeah. Everybody says it's good. Yeah. Everybody says it's good. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell tell me about the idea. Just the premise of Cabin in the Woods. There was this group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, those typical uh, group of friends that you see in uh, slasher flicks or other um, horror stories. You have the the jock. Who oh, cannot so. wait to have sex with each other? <laughs> yes, with the oh, with the. Oh, right. uh, if you're a group of friends somewhere and you can't wait to get laid, chances mm-hmm. are you're gonna die. Yeah, chances are yeah. one of you's gonna die. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you have those. Don't be too horny, okay? In the middle of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> it's always the typical uh, setting for a B-rated movie. So you have this jock, you have this um, book nerd who's um, a genius. You have this um, socialite who's um, oh, famous. Oh, hang in. on! So this is basically the, bre- uh, the Breakfast Club in the woods. <laughs> yeah so so you have this group of friends who was it there after their graduation they went on uh this uh, vacation they in the woods they um rented a cabin in the wood and little they they, they know that this cabin Uh, there's a monster in this cabin who's going to torment them and as you go along the story it seems that um, they are in I think there was a cut uh, where it shows that there's a facility under the cabin who's filming them and they're doing this to um like make a sacrifice so they there's a titan underneath 
um, the earth mm-hmm. who's about to be unleashed if they don't um, get a sac- uh, sap- sacrificial right. lamb. Okay. Right? So what they do Virgin is they lure this group of friends or um, they, lure, they lure this group of friends in a cabin to be um, uh, killed by this monster. Actually, there's a lot of monsters that they have in this facility. It was there was a facility um, underneath this cabin. Um, Is it basically, the premise yeah. of uh, Dead by Daylight. Mm, somehow like that, and so they have this facility. There's uh, what was the monster they have chosen in the movie? I think it was the guy with the chains or something like that. But Leatherface. When not leather, you not leather, uh, not leather face, it's a generic monster that you see, Chainsaw and hand. yeah, and they also have these um, other monsters because there was a list of monsters depending on the choices choices that they made in the cabin, mm-hmm. and because um, this genius guy, I'm not sure if he's the one who discovered. I think we're being watched because. They discovered that there there was this facility under the cabin that's keeping all the monsters. Hmm. They have uh, different monsters in there. What they did is they unleashed all. Uh, they released all these monsters. So everyone in the facility they got eaten or they got killed by all of these monsters that they kept. And I won't go deeper in this story. So hmm. okay. it was. It's like a fabricated um, horror story. Mm. It's not your typical. This are uh, like this. This is the plot twist in the story. It's not an actual. It's like Big Brother with monsters. Ah, I see. I see. Uh, okay. It's oh, like um, a little. Uh, I'll I'll probably watch that sometime in the future. I just you just reminded me of something. Now that you've described that movie. If you, those of you who are looking for a funny horror movie to just relax and watch, I, I, it's I, I watched it surprisingly. I just remembered it now. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. If you guys want to watch a funny little horror movie where it might make for a good video ga- adaptation as well, it's a bunch of kids going into off into the woods, having a vacation. You know, typical group of you know uh, teenagers going off to the woods, and there's two redneck hillbillies living there who are trying their very best to just live their normal lives and all of these kids see these two rednecks and they think oh my gosh those guys look sketchy as as f and so they try to avoid them but these guys tucker and dale they're just doing their thing and they they accidentally kill each and every single one of these kids by by you know by scaring them off and then one of them runs straight into a poker to go straight into his eye out the back of his head you know one of them trips up and falls into a into a meat uh what you call it a, a wood chipper things like that and they're doing their best to try to assure these kids that they're not trying to kill them but they just keep getting scared and running away and get, get them get themselves killed so if you guys want that is a funny little horror comedy movie that you might want to watch that might make for a good video game adaptation as well. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Highly recommend it. Go check it out. I think I haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen Uh, that one? 
It's fun. It's fun. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> oh, by oh, the way, my good friend Kurt Labrado here mm-hmm. is in the chat. He mentioned um, Cabin in the Woods reminds me of The Quarry. I think uh, The Quarry was released last earlier last year. It's like a tribute to the 80s slasher flicks. Um, yeah. Uh, you have those um, group of friends who are just rolling around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the typical um, uh, slasher flick from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And also, Dave Scott, uh, he mentioned there was a Stephen King movie about... A possessed killer cars and trucks. I think Carrie. it could be a yeah. um, uh, cars and trucks. Yeah, I'm not sure. yeah, it's Carrie or I forgot where it's it's a movie. Uh, it's a movie about um about a about a truck. I don't remember what uh, the title. Something I I forgot. But yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a good idea, Dave. Uh, possessed uh possessed car would be Carrie and oh no no uh uh so not not Carrie um. Oh, yeah, I forgot the name of the of the movie. Um, it's, uh, it's Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. That's it. Uh, not Carrie. Uh, uh, also, uh, I forgot the name of the, the the killer car. Dang, Carrie is the is that, the girl. Uh, who... The movie is Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that. about the uh, right, the name of the it. vehicle though. Yeah, that's it. Uh, not Kit. No, not Kit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kit is an amazing is an amazing car and actually predicted smart cars mm. well if we're going to talk about teenagers here mm-hmm. yes. stupid teenagers here um uh, are there any different kinds I, kn- I know what you did last summer or scream surprisingly no video games out of those yet mm, surprisingly yeah. I, the, the those would be oh ah, final destination would be a good uh final destination good too yeah. yeah right yeah final destination oh, would, would um how about it it yeah, yeah. It's, it's it <laughs> <laughs> or and, uh, a horror horror movie about it you know <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> no, uh, because, because with uh, because with slashers or or killer or, thank or, you very much dave okay anything with killers right because with nightmare on elm street and friday the 13th you were playing as the killer themselves mm. but, uh, mm. uh, uh, yeah. uh, with Halloween and Nightmare uh, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, you're playing as Jason, or you're playing as Mike Myers. Freddy. Yeah. Oh no, uh, because it's either you're playing the actual killer or you're playing as the character running away yes. or trying to survive <laughs> from the killer. Yeah. So, if you're going to do a uh, a video game based on Scream mm. or Halloween or or I know how what you did last summer. Yeah. What would the what would be the mechanic will be? Are you going uh, to play as like are you going to play as the killer, or are you playing as teenagers trying to get away from this uh, from the mania? I would I would actually be the guy who directs all of these kids to try to run away. I would not be the guy. I would not be one of the teenagers. I would not be the killer. I would be the guy who's watching, uh, watching these the 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 whole thing unfold, and I would. Kind of like a real-time strategy game, you would direct mm. them to places and kind of move them mm. around. Uh, uh, and tr- I would see, t- I would ha- try to have them survive as long as they can. There you go. And Gamitaga uh, uh, says Gremlins. That would be funny too. <laughs> oh, and he's also saying there's static, so there. Uh, there's a little bit of static that we're hearing a little bit. It might be, it might be one of our microphones, but yeah, there you go. 
Uh, okay, and Dave Scott says, "Okay, sana kung ikaw yung magsiset ng traps like Kagira. Good call, good call, Dave. Kagira deception or Tecmo's deception. Eh, for those of you who are ha- are not familiar with the video games, there you go. All right, excellent. I, I call de- deception or Kagero uh, like a Home Alone Simulator. <laughs> yeah. When when Derek of retro gaming That's time true. play." Very You're true. Yeah. 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 I think that's the inspiration. That would be fun. Huh? That would be fun. Be creative, really. <laughs> like, yes. goes. Oh, so you have all. So you you have all of these utensils. You have all of this equipment. Go nuts. Yes, very yeah. true. It, it's home alone. A, a fatal home alone simulator. <laughs> that yeah. is funny. That That's is if, true. <laughs> if you really play the game, we have a slap pick. Like you really yeah. are gonna die. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> Be- because it's the the first game is like a first person uh, yeah. uh, first person perspective. On the second game, that's where it became uh, like a third person. Yeah. Um, Top down. It's like a um, strategy uh, game, uh, right? Because you need to set those traps. You really need to think of. Um, The you really need to strategize where to place the traps because sometimes, especially when you get to the um, higher levels, some of the enemies are stronger. They they can even lift boulders or they don't get um, impaled by arrows anymore. So you need to um, uh, do some more experimentation on how. To eliminate them without them um, expecting those um, those simple um, traps. Yeah, I I, I I didn't even know why I, I don't even know why I didn't even think of that one. That that was a good series. Uh, the Tecmo's Deception Kagero Deception series. Good call, Dave. Thanks very much mm-hmm. for that one. All right, excellent. I'm so curious. Uh, I mean, I'm curious whether. If somebody could do a, uh, a video game out of the scary movie franchise, <laughs> what would that be like? <laughs> anyway, all right. I think I think we can put a cap on it here. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a good. Dis- I think it was a very good discussion, and the fact that the audience was amazing as well. Thanks very much, guys, for tossing in your ideas. They were they were much appreciated. Very very happy oh. that we have such a lively audience. Yes, JDN. Oh, by the way, I. I don't think I mentioned which um, video game I would like to share. Oh, yeah, uh, go, go, go. Yeah. So for me, uh, it's going to be Dino Crisis. Okay, good one. Mm, yeah. Nice. Which so, is stupid. Basically, that's already Jurassic. I mean, it's already like Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. It's true. Yeah. Right? I mean, But at I least mean we it's have... like Chris Pratt with a gun. Mm, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And we have a pre- uh, what's good is we have a female protagonist in Regina. Mm. Maybe Are they going some... to have her wear that onesie swimsuit though? <laughs> yes. And a crisis without that one. Come yes. on. <laughs> no, it, it has um, uh, it's not time travel. After they they have this time travel um, story, but it's not like Chrono Trigger time travel or. Back to the Future. It's just uh, a place. Uh, what they call in the game. There's a part in the laboratory. So was it's not experiment. 
Nah, it's it's almost like sliders, but uh, so how the hell do I know this, that? Um, sliders, so they have, yeah, that was they good have one. those um, scientists, um, because um, back then, Highlander. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, which um, they're moving forward with the Highlander, the new series, uh, or maybe a movie uh, with Henry Cavill. There you go. Anyway, he looks like one too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JDM, continue, uh, continue, JDM. So uh, with Dino Crisis, because I didn't know it back then, but uh, when I uh, grow up. I just discovered that in Dino Crisis they were experimenting about the third energy. So they are experimenting. They're trying to create a new form of energy that doesn't rely on uh, fossil fuels. Or um, they would like to create a new form of energy, but it they they were able to do it uh, create one but what it did is it did something that displaced them to the time of the jurassic era so that's when a part of the um a part of the uh, science lab got displaced to this area in the jurassic uh, period that's why they have these uh, dinosaurs you have those uh, t-rex um the triceratops and all of those uh those tiny chicken like um dinosaurs the compi mm-hmm. and the velociraptor so what just like what um sir joe said it's like uh Ju- jurassic park <laughs> With, with Chris Pratt with the guns, but I would like I would really like to see uh, how they how they will portray Regina and how, how would they how in- would that look? Yeah. Regina is doing this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Like like putting her hand right in front of the of the Velociraptor. Yeah. Calm down, calm down. It's me, it's me, your girl Regina. Okay, don't attack me. Yeah. All right, you know me. You know me. Come, <laughs> on. come on. And I wonder uh, will portray Regina as well. But anyways, also another one, a uh, really quick one. I think um, I'm also thinking of a movie adaptation of Dead Space, which Dead is like great. Yeah, Dead Space is like Dead Space aliens. aliens. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens. I think there was, uh, think there was already an animation, and I think there was already yeah. an animation of Dead Space, but I don't think there's been a TV series or a movie adaptation yeah. of it. Yeah, that would be cool. Dead Space. But cool. maybe a movie, not a series, because we've already seen a lot of um, this alien um, TV series, uh, alien theme. I think it would be better off as a movie than a TV series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, movie. Very cool. All right. Excellent. All right. So, Joe, bring us home. All right. So, hey, that's the show, guys. Um, it's been it's been over two hours already, mm-hmm. talking about uh, horror games, going to the cinema, and vice versa. 
Yes. And uh, I would like to thank everyone here in the panel, Sir Joel, Sir JDM, for uh, uh, for sharing their thoughts. And to all of you guys down there in the chat, you've been so wonderful uh, chatting uh, chatting to us, uh, giving your impressions as well, uh, sh- uh, sharing your your, uh, your movies and your games of choice in regarding with this particular topic. So we're just gonna head straight to our shameless plug. So let's go with Sir Joel. Where can all they right. find? Excellent. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for being here. Very, very happy that the audience has been listening and watching. Uh, you can find me on kick.com or on twitch.tv under Banyagang Native. Just type in Banyagang Native on the search bar up on top. And I'd also like to say again, thank you very much to Sweet Tooth Espana, our partner for this episode. And if you, if you guys are looking for uh, uh, to satisfy your sweet cravings, Sweet Tooth Espana is the place to go. All right. On to you, JDF. Alright guys, so thank you so much for joining us tonight and in our Halloween special and we really appreciate your comments in the um, chat here, uh, especially to Baruna Raika, uh, Dave Scott, um, RJ Hachon who was also here, Mr. Luis Valdez who also um, contributed uh video for us this evening and, and to everyone Mark. your friend kurt kurt ah, labrado yes, uh, my uh, good friend kurt labrado of uh, damon fox gaming uh i'll see you soon yes uh marlon hotada uh, edescopides um let's see jd jesus and jason santiago hey come on uh, let's not forget carlo Alright, so um, for me, I'm doing a Halloween stream this weekend. I I kicked off earlier, uh, 5pm. I played the game called Hell Knight. It's a um, hidden gem for the PS1. It's a first-person uh, first horror psychological thriller. So if you would like me to uh, if you would like uh, to watch me play this game please do check out 123 go retro on Facebook and 123 go retro uh, as well on Twitch and if you haven't heard of it Twitch already made a statement that the, you can now go back to um, streaming your uh, games or playthroughs simultaneously in different platforms. So good job for that, Twitch. And see you on my stream tomorrow, 5 p.m. All right. Thank you for that, Sir JDM. And a quick shout out to uh, um, to the rest of our partners. Uh, we got the Sega Mega Masters, which is hosted by mm-hmm. Sir Dan and Sir Viraj, who cannot be here uh, for this particular episode, unfortunately. Which is weird because Sir Dan is a is a big horror buff. You would mm-hmm. think that um, unfortunately because of work uh, he, he couldn't be here. Uh, yeah, the Sega Mega Masters is also a podcast show uh, available on YouTube. Um, by the two uh, by the two chaps from the United Kingdom and the two dudes from the United States, which is Sir Rick, and and oh, so uh, it's also dedicated for everything Sega had to offer during the eight bit and sixteen bit uh, video game legacy. So you can uh, watch or listen to their show by searching in Sega Mega Masters in the uh, on YouTube. 
uh, for Sega-related video game reviews, interviews, discussions, and challenges. We also got uh, Retro Unlimited, uh, which is provided by uh, uh, Sir Jepoy. Uh, also, a web-based boutique that offers apparel and clothing with, uh, with prints representing the old-school anime, video games, pop culture of the yesteryears. So you can uh, you can just go to Retro Unlimited uh, on their Facebook page, Lazada, and TikTok for different sizes prepared for all ages who have the fine taste in anything retro. We also got Shuffle Emporium, of course, uh, which also deals with anime figuring, uh, anime figures, toys, trading card games. And other collectibles, you can check out uh, Shuffle Emporium on their Facebook page and Instagram uh, for their latest additions and pre-orders. Uh, you can also go to uh, to their website, which is shuffleemporium.com. Check out their awesome inventory and take your collection to the next level. We also got Studio.ph, uh, which is provided by Sir. Uh, with survey survey cannot be here in this particular episode as well which is uh, which is this uh, he, he is also a horror game buff so you would think he would be the perfect guy for this episode but uh, they have other uh, engagements for today that's why he can't be here uh, so PH dedicated in making quality prints stickers uh, shirts hoodies bags and lots more check out their Facebook page at studio.ph or by sending an email to studio.ph at gmail.com for your customized, personal, and corporate inquiries. And last but not least, of course, we are also um, giving a Michelob shout-out to Collector's Alley, which is proprieted by Chairman Erwin of RGCP, uh, that also houses all video games, toys, action figurines, uh, Gunpla model kits and anime related items if you happen to find yourself on the third floor of the LRT Kalaokan Mall North Mall uh, go to see in what they have in display or just follow Collectors Alley by going to their Facebook page for their latest wares and just to plug the show Timeless Gamer Show available in Facebook YouTube and Twitch just check all, all of our video archives by going to our uh, YouTube channel which is Timeless Gamers Timeless Gamers Show or just listening to uh, to the audio version of our show by searching in Timeless Gamer Show available in all streaming platforms like Spotify and iTunes and all the like out there. Uh, the website is still under construction, uh, but we're uh, we're uh, we're inching all of our contents. We're transitioning one by one, slowly but surely. Eventually, that will uh, that will be up and running and, fun- uh, and functioning uh, soon, hopefully. And that's the show, guys. Thank you all so much. Um, on behalf of the people who are not here, uh, our panelists who are not here, Sir Ray, Sir Dan, Sir Viraj, Mamuchu, Miss Eileen. Oh, Miss Eileen, get well soon. Uh, we will see you next yeah. week. Hopefully. And that's the show. And our bodies and our bo- our games and our bodies and our may grow out of date. But our gaming experience is forever remaining. Hey, Tyler. All right. We'll see you guys again soon. Happy, happy, happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, guys! <laughs>